The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. The letter of James almost didn't make it into the Bible. When folks were comparing notes, studying, praying, listening, discerning, trying to understand what would be what we call the canon or scripture, the letter of James barely made it in. And Martin Luther, who began leading in the Reformation, called it the epistle of straw. But I like James. I like James because it's practical. I like James because it tells me some days what to do. Get up, put one foot in front of the other, keep on keeping on. It's, it's kind of the, the walk your talk book, if you will. The put feet to faith. Take this great faith that we've been given from God and put it into practice. I was talking with, with one of our church members before worship who's a piano teacher, and I asked, do you remember how to get to Carnegie Hall? And she says, I know this answer. And I said, practice, practice, practice. And, 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 and then I was tempted to say, practice makes perfect. But she corrected me and said, perfect practice makes perfect, right? I mean, because if, if I'm practicing the piano, first, I've got no business practicing the piano, but if I'm practicing the piano and I practice poorly, what's going to happen with all of my practice? It's going to reinforce <laughs> the whole choir shaking their head. We know, Pastor. <laughs> so themes, themes in the letter of James, patient, perseverance, live consistently, live humbly, live by godly wisdom, and pray. Pray. Pray like everything depends on God, and work like everything depends on us. Why? Why would this be included in the canon? Why would this be highlighted as important for our lives? I saw this uh, several weeks ago when I was doing some research and, and, and kind of goofing around on the internet, and it, I saw this thought, it said, live a life from which you need no vacation. I was like, where's that thought been all my life? Craft and fashion a life day to day to day from which you need no vacation. In a word, practice what is sustainable over the long haul. If I could sum up the, the letter of James in one word, it would be sustainability. Sustainability. Do that which is consistently sustainable. And, and I, I, I don't know about, about you, but, but my eyes at the buffet are always bigger than my stomach. 
at the planning retreat, my imagination is bigger than my hands and feet can manage. So I, I, need, I need help. I need a team that says, hey, pastor, that's a great idea, but who's going to do it when it comes time? We've got every, every hand on deck. We've got every sail in the wind. And it's all the helmsman can do to keep the wheel and the rudder on course. We're at full sail. We're at all hands on deck as a congregation. So how do we, how do we look at this sustainability? Well, if we listen to this first part of James, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I was like, really? First rattle out of the box. James is challenging us to look at every moment of every day as gift from God. <laughs> the pastor laughed nervously. <laughs> you guys don't get to see those subtexts in the sermon. <laughs> Consider every moment a gift. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Years and, 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 and years ago now, I was working in a church council and we were talking about wh where we had been, where we were, and where we hoped to be, and, and, and all of a sudden, these words came out of my mouth. I said, oh, you need to understand that we're working at the speed of church. And, and, and somebody said, how fast is that compared to the speed of light? I said, what's the speed of light? The speed of church is somewhere between a snail's pace and a, a tortoise's pace. But here's the thing. Slow and steady, that is sustainable, wins the race. How many of you um, ever jogged and, and went into a fun run and ran a 5K? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. I've tried. I have tried, and, and I've trained for those things. I've got a buddy who loves to run, and he tried to convince me that running was fun, and so I tried. And, and we would get to the point where we could run three or more miles consistently in 30 minutes. And the day of the fun run got here. I got the t-shirt, I got the number, I put on my sneakers and laced them up, and I'm standing at a starting line with competitors. <laughs> Not friends, out for a jog. <laughs> Somebody's got to win. <laughs> and, 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 and the starter says, on your mark, Ugh, get set, Ugh, go. I am out of there full speed ahead. Now, now, a 5K is 3.1 miles. If I'm running a 10-minute mile in practice, I should hope to plan to stay at a 10-minute mile on the fun run day. But my brain says it's a race. And, and I remember hitting that first mile in eight minutes and looking at my watch and going, Oh, my. 
and before the first half of the second mile, I had slowed to a walk. I finished, but the pace that I set for myself was not sustainable because if I'm at a starting line and somebody says, on your marks, get set, we're in a race. This thing that we live called life is a marathon, not a sprint. And so is this thing that we call ministry, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So when we work at the speed of church, we try not to get out of anything prematurely or too early. And, and it's okay if we don't know what we, what we don't know. James reminds us, ask God. God loves to help. First verse you ever maybe memorized, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. That's how much God loves to help us. Or that's how much we need God's help. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head-on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Building sustainable practices as a people, that which we can continue to do over time, year in and year out, brings more life. I've mentioned this before, how much Pastor Severio help, help, helps, helps me think about things. And, and not every day, but often when I see him, he says, what's saving your life today, Pastor John? You know, being here in Beaumont, being with this people of First United Methodist Church, is a big part of that. As we seek to create sustainable rhythms, as we seek to bring clarity to our practice, as, as we seek to be the people who love this city with the heart of Christ. And in, I like this part, don't let anyone under pressure give in to evil and say God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts no e evil in no one's way. And he finishes this passage with this, so my dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Isn't that beautiful? Rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. As a congregation, last Sunday we celebrated 178 years of continuous ministry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and 50 years of continuous ministry in this facility. Oh, thanks. <laughs> How did we do it? Sustainable practice. 
sustainable practice. One of my favorite, favorite writings is on your bulletin insert. Above all, trust the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet, it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad that, that as grand and great as last Sunday was, it's behind us. I love Bishop Scott J. Jones. I consider him a friend. And I love having personal conversations with him. Went to lunch with him about a year ago, and we talked about our, our coming to faith in Christ, our calls to ministry, and his call to the episcopacy, and the sacrifice that he had to make to do that. But if I never get to invite him to come to the church where I'm the pastor, or any other bishop for that matter, I'll be okay. So what's out in front of us? with 178 years behind us. Setting sustainable expectations for ourselves. We're beginning to hit what we call stewardship season where we'll get a card that says how much are we gonna plan to give next year and, and we're gonna change that up a little bit this year. Instead of an estimate of giving card, we're going to receive an estimate of living card that includes prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. What do I expect of myself as a follower of Jesus who loves this city with the heart of Christ to be a part of in the coming year? How often do I plan to pray and read Scripture? How often do I plan to participate in the ministry life of our congregation? How much do I plan to provide for our congregation's work? What do I plan to perform in service to others in the name of Jesus? And how do I plan to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to the world? Setting those expectations for ourselves will begin and continue that slow work of God to shape our lives more and more in the image of Christ. And as we are shaped and fashioned and formed into the image of Christ, God's light 
will shine more brightly in this world. And the shining bright light of God will continue to transform lives in Beaumont, Texas. And here's this passage from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. A friend of mine calls it E-triple-A, reminding me, reminding me, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Eternity is out in front of us, and God's power to shape our lives is within us. And God's plans are above all we can ask or imagine. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.